listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. I want to examine on today's program uh, something that, if you're not aware of, you should be very aware of, because when you understand uh, this concept, when you understand this plan, then things will not be, so to speak, in the dark. They won't be fuzzy. They won't be obscure. You will be able to look at what's happening all around you, no matter where you live on planet Earth. And you will understand, maybe for the first time, exactly what is happening, why it is happening. And then with the knowledge that you gain from that, then and only then are you able to be proactive and do something. I'm holding in my hands uh, a book, and I have most of my books in the, in the Paul McGuire Report studio. And the title of this book is The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. Now, I know that's a very long title, but it best described um, what's really happening in our, in our nation today and in our world today. It's, it's giving you a glimpse of all that's happening behind the scenes. Okay, so we do know that the Illuminati exists. We do know that the Illuminati is not a fictitious uh, organization. Anyone who has studied history knows that the Illuminati beginning in 1776 is a factual historical organization. And no, it did not disappear. It still rules the world from behind the scenes. And the the additional factor is that, you know, when it comes right down to it, it doesn't matter what the name of this group or entity is. What's more important is whatever name they choose to use, and they have chosen to use uh, numerous names throughout the centuries, the important thing is to understand who they are, what their goal is, and what their plan is. To them, a name is, is a mere formality, and they're changing names all the time within their own inner circle. But let's go back to the name that is commonly used, and that would be the Illuminati, which comes from uh, the term the Enlightened Ones. Now, what does that tell us about the title of the Illuminati? It refers to a group of enlightened human beings who are of a higher order than the common man. They're enlightened. They're illuminated. And this cross-references with the name of Satan or Lucifer. Lucifer means the shining one. In a sense, a a synonym would be the enlightened one, the shining one. You'll see continual references to Lucifer where uh, the term enlightened one is used. And really, if you look at the name of the French Revolution, a philosophical movement that occurred before the French Revolution was called the Enlightenment. See, there is a Luciferian overtone to to all those terms, including the Illuminati. So, before the Communist Manifesto was published in 1917, the Illuminati, which gave birth to the Communist Manifesto, um, they had their plan or agenda written down. And um, they wrote down 25, and I'm reading now from my book, uh, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. They wrote down the 25 Illuminati principles or goals that Adam Weishaupt, who was the, the technically the founder of the Illuminati, he set this up after the Rothschild family started financing the Illuminati conspiracy. And again, I'm reading to you from my book, The Greatest Battle, and 
as we continue on, the primary reference I'm using is from my book, The Greatest Battle. So, the Illumina, what we learn here is the Illuminati exists. The Illuminati has enormous power because the Illuminati is financed by, has been financed, is financed by the globalist elite, the richest international banking families in the world. So the Rothschild family, they started financing what was termed the Illuminati conspiracy. And so in the 25 Illuminati principles and goals, they basically outline, if anybody bothers to read it, the step-by-step, in a sense, the Illuminati manifesto is a step-by-step manual on how the Illuminati conspiracy works. And it basically explains all the long-term plans of the Illuminati. They had, back at the beginning of the Illuminati's inception, which was in 1776, and the purpose of the Illuminati goals is to establish a planetary dictatorship for the benefit of the globalist elite or super-wealthy. You know, I'm glad that people are discussing this finally in alternative media in a large way. But the fact of the matter uh, remains is that this information has been around for a long time. It's just that the masses, and I would include both certain people in the mainstream media as well as the alternative media, because of their bias, their prejudice, and yes, because they have been subjected to uh, Illuminati principles of mind control, they, they couldn't see the elephant standing in the middle of the living room. There was this big fat elephant in the middle of the living room called the Illuminati, and that was just too big of a concept for them to process. Now, I've been writing about the Illuminati for a long time, decades. So I just want to go over some of the goals, because as we stop and examine what's happening in our world right now, there's two ways that you can process the global crisis we're in. You can either say it's, it's all based on a series of accidents, it's fate, it's um, a random event, it's It's random events colliding together, and all of this has produced a world aflame and a world in total chaos that, that at face value, appears to be disintegrating. I'm going to ask you a question, and this is a question you should ask people that you're talking to, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's mass starvation, whether it's Weather, war, nukes, societal upheaval, whatever it is, you have to know that this is not by accident. Everything you're seeing swirling around you right now, from the conflict with Russia and the Ukraine, the the possible conflict with uh, Communist China, the constant series of massive crises in the U.S. and around the world. You have to really do some homework, and you have to come to the place where you realize that none of this stuff going on, none of it is accidental. Everything that you see happening on television, around you, read about in some magazine or whatever, whatever data or content or information you're feeding on, None of that is accidental. None of that is happening by random chance. Behind the scene, there are actors acting out their roles in this great global catastrophe. Except the way they hide is they hide in plain sight, and they don't reveal to you 
that they are actors playing a role to facilitate what they now call the Great Reset. So this whole thing with Klaus Schwab, uh, the World Economic Forum, uh, and all the agendas that they're pushing, and they're pushing a lot of agendas, all the agendas of the United Nations, all the agendas of the super wealthy, like Bill Gates, for example. None of this is accidental or coincidental. It's all part of a giant plan that goes back thousands of years. And anyone who does a serious study of history um, can find out about the plan. And that plan is being implemented right now in our world. And the reason our world is behaving as if it has gone crazy or as if it's gone completely stark raving mad is because very powerful, very wealthy, um, super rich, super capitalist international banking families are controlling and running things from behind the scenes. They are creating the chaos. They even boast about it. When you hear a politician like Obama say something like, never let a good crisis go to waste. Why do you think he said that? He was trained. He was educated. You could even say he was programmed to say that. And he's probably spent many years being programmed and prepared by the globalist elite before he assumed the office of president of the United States. And so when he says the words, never let a good crisis go to waste, Hillary Clinton said that also, and she went through the same educational process. What they're talking about is an occult principle established by the Freemasons known as order out of chaos, or new world order out of chaos, or from Latin, ordo, ordo abdo chaos. Order out of chaos, new world order, new world order out of chaos, or manufactured crisis. So you have to have chaos and crisis as a prerequisite of bringing in their new world order, and that's what they're doing right now. So let's look at some of these goals of the globalist elite, or more precisely, the goals of the Illuminati. Number one, all men are more easily inclined towards evil than good. And they even tell you the reason why, parentheses, due to the fallen nature of man. And that's very, <laughs> that's very interesting, because that, that, that tells you the Illuminati know more about the nature of mankind than Christians do. The Illuminati know more about the nature of man than secular humanists do. Because the Illuminati are coming right out in the open and telling you that the easiest way to control mankind and nations and societies in the world is to push them along the path that they are already inclined to go down by their own initiative because they have fallen human natures. So in their fallen human natures, men and women are predisposed to go down the pathway of evil and not to go down the pathway of good. Now, here's the revelation. The Illuminati tell you in their, their Illuminati manifesto the reason why men go down the path of evil and uh, do not go down the path of good. The Illuminati know what the real reason is, and they say it, due to the fallen nature of man. So right then and there, the Illuminati are acknowledging what the Bible says about mankind. Because the Bible says that all men are sinners, all men are fallen from God, the Illuminati know this. And so the reason they're always conniving to push men and women into evil is because they know that man from birth is inclined towards evil, and he or she is not inclined towards good. Now, this is the exact opposite of what the overwhelming majority of churches 
teach. The overwhelming majority of teachers, t- uh, churches teach almost nothing or extremely little about sin. Churches no longer teach largely about man having a fallen nature or a man being a, a sinner or a man having a sinful nature. In fact, the church rebels at that truth, which is a biblical truth. So here we have probably about 75% of the Christian church in America doesn't teach that man is a sinner. They don't teach that man is a sinner. Their doctrine, the doctrine of the Christian church in America and around the world, the churches are teaching that man is basically good. Now, another group uh, also teaches that man is basically good. And that is the secular humanists or the humanists. They teach, they believe that man is basically good and that it's, it's the environment around people. It's the environment that makes people bad or evil. But if we were left to a natural or organic environment, you know, then men and women would behave decently and morally, and uh, there wouldn't be so much evil in the world. You see how that goes? So what we have t- today in America and around the world, and this is really the, the seriousness of this is, is beyond comprehension. We have a so-called Christian church, which is teaching a doctrine which was invented by the militant secular humanists who believe that man is basically good by nature and that it's only the environment that messes him or her up. So the church and the doctrine of the secular humanists is the same. Now, the Bible and true Christians, they teach that man is a sinner and he's in need of a Savior, Jesus Christ, and that uh, man is born into this world with a fallen nature, a predisposition towards evil. So you, you look at this dynamic and where it brings us is to a world which is upside down, where men call evil good and good evil. And that's where we are. And that is why the Illuminati, with all their power and technology and science, they are always pushing, driving, inciting man and and woman into evil. Okay, number two in the Illuminati Manifesto. Preach liberalism. Why would they say preach liberalism? What is it about liberalism that is so incredibly demonic that the Illuminati would promote and tell its, its followers to preach liberalism? What is it about liberalism as a philosophy um, that is demonic, satanic, and destructive? that they define that for you. It is easier to create a social, political system that appeals to man's fallen nature than attempt to restrict it. So they preach liberalism, whether it's a politician, an artist, a writer, a journalist, filmmaker, or whatever. Notice, Notice that they're all preaching, or the majority of them are preaching liberalism. And the reason why is, when you preach liberalism, they say it is easier to create a social political system that appeals to man's fallen nature than attempt to restrict it. So the Illuminati are all about correctly correctly recognizing that man has a fallen nature And their agenda and their plan is to finance, organize, and promote um, 
everything that enhances um, man's fallen nature. And liberalism, which really was a huge part of the French Revolution, liberalism is a key component in firing up the rocket engines to launching a Illuminati-controlled world. Okay, let's look at bullet point number three. Use the idea of freedom to bring about class wars. I want to read that one again because that's this one is powerful. Use the idea of freedom to bring about class wars. So, most of your neighbors, most of the Christians you know, when they see all the race wars and ethnic wars in America, all the riots, all the contention, all the racism, and all the rest of it, um, they, they don't know why it's happening. They think they know why it's happening, but they don't really know why it's happening. It's happening because the Illuminati behind the scenes that control and own everything are using a covert mechanism of generating both class wars and race wars. And that is, they use the idea of freedom, which is a good thing. God wants mankind to have freedom. Our Constitution and Bill of Rights give us all kinds of freedoms. But the Illuminati uses freedom for another purpose. Freedom is a key mechanism that the Illuminati uses to bring about class wars or race wars. Now, we know as biblical Christians that the Creator created men and women to be free. However, once the powers of revolution are released, they will often will not be able to exercise proper moral restraint and will seek out freedom to steal and oppress others, again, due to man's fallen nature. So, when people are allegedly liberated or made free due to a revolution, when that revolution explodes in any nation, the people, the masses of people, will not be able to exercise the proper moral restraint, and they will deliberately seek out freedom to steal and oppress others, again, due to man's fallen nature. Notice how many movements, revolutionary movements, and movements of all kinds, social movements, political movements, etc. Notice how many of them uh, seem to go through a metaphor, metamorphosis and transform themselves into a movement for the promotion of evil and chaos and anarchy and so on. Now, let's read number four. Again, this is from my book, The Greatest Battle. This is number four in the Illuminati Manifesto. Any and all means should be used to reach the Illuminati goals as they are justified. Now, the central tenet of the Illuminati is that man is God. The God of the Illuminati is not the biblical God, but Satan. In a world that is devoid of the commandments of the Creator, Revolutionary transformation can be brought into being by any means necessary. The end justifies the means. This is this here is extremely devious, extremely demonic, and satanic principle, and you need to understand it. So. What the Illuminati are telling us is that they believe, because they believe that they are gods, make no mistake about who you're dealing with, the Illuminati believe they are gods. And as such, the Illuminati believe any and all means should be used 
to reach the Illuminati goals as they are justified. Now, once again, you have to really grasp uh, the number four principle of the Illuminati. If you do not understand that principle, then you need to think about it, study about it, and read about it. And all kinds of secret things will open up in your mind. The other thing is that this is the method by which they allow themselves to cheat, shortcut, steal, whatever you want to call it. This is how so many of the Illuminati families, etc., are able to amass vast fortunes in a single lifetime because they don't play by the same rules you and I do. You know, it's interesting that the, the, the Illuminati statement, any and all means should be used to reach the Illuminati goals as they are justified, that is, in, ex- the, in the communist spinoff, that statement is basically repeated in the Communist Manifesto. In the Communist Manifesto, it says that in order to create the communist revolution, you're allowed to use any means necessary, by any means necessary. That means that in order to accomplish the Illuminati plan, or in order to accomplish the uh, communist or Marxist plan, the communist revolution or the Illuminati uh, plan, all of those things are considered the highest goals. And as such, a member of the Illuminati or a communist revolutionary or whatever is allowed to use any means necessary in order to accomplish those goals. That means they have, you know, 007, the James Bond movies. He had a he had a license to kill granted to him by the British government. So as a secret agent who who was in the service of the uh, British Empire, James Bond was allowed to use any means necessary to to destroy the enemies of Great Britain. And so he was granted a license to kill. He, he couldn't go to jail or, or be fined or anything. He killed a bunch of people because he had a license to kill, and nobody had the right to question him. Well, in a similar manner, the communists, the Marxists, the people behind the global reset, uh, the Illuminati, and all the other secret occult societies like Skull and Bones, the Rosicrucians, and many other groups, they all believe that they're gods, and they all believe that they have a right to kill and destroy and to accomplish their goals by any means necessary. Now, when they mean any means necessary, in order to understand that, you have to eradicate and completely wipe out any biblical teaching, any biblical morality that may exist in your mind. You have to deliberately strip your mind of all morality, decency, godliness, holiness, righteousness. You have to strip your mind of all of these concepts and ideas, because the Illuminati, the Marxists, or whoever it is, they totally flat out reject what we would call virtues. They reject all of them. And so let's, let's go down to the place where the rubber meets the road. Any question you have about, let's say, vaccines, pandemics, medical procedures, genetics, uh, war, killing in war, starvation, human sex trafficking, uh, theft, evil of every possible uh, imagination is allowable and applauded if it helps the Illuminati accomplish their goals. 
So that means by any means necessary, they're they're allowed to lie, cheat, steal, kill, break every moral commandment in the Bible without impunity. They have a license to break every law of God and man. And they don't worry about it. They don't have a conscience because they don't believe in a conscience. You see, they believe they're God. And so they make their decisions totally on what's best for them. They don't ever consider the moral implications of anything. And I'm not at at this particular moment, I could at this particular moment, list a name of very famous household names to you who who are political giants, financial giants, media giants, banking giants, and men and women at, at, at the top globally of their game. They're incredibly wealthy and powerful. They never consider for a moment, they don't even ask the question, is something wrong? They never feel guilty about anything. I mean, think of the absolute horror of human sex trafficking, especially of young girls and boys. I'm not going to get into what these people do. You've heard the stories of Epstein and his girlfriend, Maxwell, or his wife, or whatever, and what Epstein was up to. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Do you think Epstein or his uh, business partners, do you think they felt guilty or remorse or sorrow? For the things that they did, for the for the psych, for, for shattering the psychological stability of young girls and boys for their entire life. I mean, I imagine you've seen some of the data and some of the research on the devastating effects that children experience when they've been molested and abused in various ways. Many children never recover. Their, their, their psyches are fractured for their entire lives. They're broken inside for their entire lives. And they suffer excruciating pain their entire lives because of the abuse that they were subjected to. But these men and women who sell the bodies of young boys and girls think nothing of it as long as they make money. So human sex trafficking is, I believe, the second largest industry in the world. The first largest industry in the world uh, is, uh, I believe it's oil, oil and energy, or maybe weapon sales. But then the second largest uh, business in the world is human sex trafficking and sex crimes of all, of all kinds. And so. Why do so many of the very rich and powerful engage, participate, finance, and profit off, off these moral crimes? Because they are people who are amoral. Amoral means they don't have any morality at all. Somebody who is immoral may know that what they're doing is wrong, but they do it anyway. They know that there are such things as morals but they choose to be immoral. Someone who is amoral is someone who believes that they are beyond the very concepts of moral versus immoral. And as such, they are free, at least in their own minds, they're free to do anything to anyone at any time if it pleases them, if it gives them pleasure, or if it gives them the money, the power, the resources they're, they're seeking to gain. Do you see how evil these people are? Now, think about the Great Reset right now. You have, two, you have two versions of what people think the Great Reset is. The people that are hypnotized by uh, stupidity TV have no clue whatsoever what the Great Reset is all about. And the people um, who do know what it's about uh, they have a different perspective. But you see, the Great Reset is, is the fulfillment 
of the Illuminati principle, which says any and all means should be used to reach the Illuminati goals as they are justified. Okay, so if the Illuminati and those who work at high, high levels for the Illuminati, if they're put in charge of medical treatment, disease treatment, economics, education, and all these other things, what do you think that they would do? They would do the most destructive things, but they would lie to the public, and they would lie so unabashedly that they would tell the public that the stuff that's actually killing them, they would lie without blinking their eyes and tell the masses that this stuff is good for you when they know blanking well that it's killing them. You understand that when you have no morality and anything goes, guess what the result of that is? Well, you already know the answer. Anything goes. Hitler had a regime, a political regime, the Nazis, where anything goes. And you know what happened there. Communist Russia, anything goes. And you know what happened there. Communist China, anything goes. And you know what happened there. And then you come to the Illuminati principle number five, the right to lie and force. What does that mean? The right to lie and force. The Illuminati or Marxist tenant, by all means necessary, allows that lying, murder, horrific evil, or deception of any kind is fully justifiable and fully encouraged, and fully encouraged. Okay, so what this means, that people that are in the Illuminati or working for the Illuminati, they believe, um, the Illuminati and the Marxists, they believe that by all means necessary allows that lying, murder, horrific evil, or deception of any kind is fully justifiable and encouraged. That, my friends, brings us into a world that's totally controlled by Satan and ruled by the powers of hell. These people, this is the problem with the Christian church in America, and this is the problem for secular humanists in in, uh, in America. Neither of these groups, probably 75% of Christians and all of the secular humanists, believe, don't believe in hell. They don't believe in a Satan or devil. They don't believe in evil. They don't believe in demons. They believe the lie that everybody's good and that God is not going to punish or hold anybody accountable for what they've done, no matter how evil. And this lie has spread like a demonic cancer all over our nation, and it's in the church. Now, you hear me talk a lot, especially with the coming release of my new book, Power from on High, which you can still get at a pre-order discount by going to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. So, these people believe that they can do anything. So when you can... when I'll tell you what happens with me, and maybe the same thing happens to you. When I try to conceptualize my mind, let's say a lot of times I will read something and hear something or whatever in either mainstream media or alternative media, and my initial reaction is that I don't believe it. It just does sounds too far-fetched, too out there, and I, I just, I'm very skeptical if it's true, which is not a bad thing. It means, it means you're not going to be a fool, and I'm not going to be a fool. So, but I don't outright reject it. I'm just highly questionable of it or maybe even doubt it, but I don't outright reject it. I simply put it in a little file in my mind, which essentially says needs further research, because I'm not willing to come to a final conclusion 
regarding something that I'm skeptical about unless I have more facts and documentation to prove something one way or another. Now, if I do get the additional facts and documentation, then I will believe what's being asserted because I'm being presented with objective truth. But if I never get any objective truth, just somebody saying something, I reject it. So, the the key to transforming a nation, the key to preparing the, the fertile soil for revival, is to sow truth in our society and nation. Now, by sowing truth, I mean it in an agricultural sense, even though I was raised in New York City. I mean, I'm a city boy. I don't know the first thing about farming. That's not true. I volunteered to work on some farms when I was first in the ministry. I mean, it was the whole, there's a whole story behind that. But basically, my job was to, you know, I had to hand pick the hay, the big bales of hay, and I'd have to throw the big bales of hay on a, a truck that would drive around. So the farmer could sell the hay or do whatever he did. I mean, that's about all I knew about it. And I knew it was hard work. Okay, so when when someone is in agriculture or farming, whatever, they have to plant a seed into the soil and make sure it receives sunshine and water, etc. And then after a period of time, it gives birth to a fruit, a vegetable, or herb, or whatever. So it's, but nothing is going to happen. Nothing's going to come to fruition. Nothing's going to bear fruit unless the farmer goes out into the field and he tills the field, he prepares the soil, and that he plants seeds into the soil and exposes the seeds buried in the soil to water and sunshine. And stuff like that, and then it will give forth its crop, whatever that may be. But but there's no harvest unless there's a time of planting seeds. Now, man's mind or mass consciousness is very similar to that. What you sow into men's minds, and even more so. What you sow into children's minds and and children's hearts, the seeds that you sow in the minds and hearts of children and adults will eventually bear their fruit. So depending upon the kind and quality of seed that's being planted, that's the kind and quality of fruit or vegetable that you'll get. So. Um, for example, um, you can plant an apple tree, but certain apple trees, when they give their harvest or when they when tree causes the apple to, to be ready to be plucked from the tree, and you bite into it, it doesn't taste right. And it's not just because it's its first harvest; it's just something about the, the, the taste of the fruit of that tree or the, the apples of that tree, it, it, it tastes weird. And so, you know, you've got a bunch of apples, and I guess they could be used for something. But, they, but their, their, their taste, uh, I would imagine, would make them very difficult to sell in the marketplace. And so the problem is it, it's, it's a bad seed. So, in the same way, the minds of children and adults, when you're planting seeds of thought, seeds of ideas, seeds of beliefs into their minds, beginning in childhood, uh, ever since they've entered uh, public school, you have been seeding or you have allowed your child's mind to be seeded with bad seeds, like anything goes, there's no moral right or wrong. Whatever your sexual thing is, it's all approved, and so on and so forth. 
And um, what, what happens is you will raise a generation of children because the seeds you use to plant them, you will raise a generation of children who have become, their hearts have become hardened towards God. Their hearts have rejected God. They are in even further rebellion from God. And you've raised a very dangerous generation because they are without morals and decency and kindness and love, etc. So, I've just given you a few bullet points, and I'm going to continue this uh, on the uh, Illuminati Manifesto. Because you see, when you read the bullet points in the Illuminati Manifesto, that is giving you a lesson. That is teaching you who they are, how they think. And once you know who they are and how they think, then and only then will you know what they're going to do in the future to you, your children, and if anybody's around in future generations. You see, you've got to know the blue, the blueprints. You've got to know the, the secret plan of the Illuminati in order for you to be able to defend yourself from what they plan to do. But you, you, you can't defend anybody if you don't even know what they're doing or you're, if you're not sure they exist. You're just standing there naked in the public square. And that's what we have in America, a naked Christian church because it has allowed itself to become powerless by rejecting the Word of God. And it is soon about to encounter its great... It's soon about to encounter and enter the greatest spiritual battle in the history of mankind. And that's why I called my book that I've been reading to you from The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. I read that to you so that you would know the the game plan and that in knowing what their game plan is you would be proactive and prepare and develop your own plan to not be annihilated destroyed by their by their quote by any means necessary philosophy now before i close i want to say one thing if you don't know what they mean by by any means necessary, you are a walking target. And, and hell's worst horrors will come down upon you, your children, your family, and the generation you live in. Because these people, you've got to understand this and quit being so blanking naive. You've got to understand that they believe they're gods. They have no conscience. They killed it a long time ago. They have no morality. They have no guilt. They have no remorse. The way they operate from the core of their being is by any means necessary. So I've given you this information. You either use it or it, it gets lost. But if you're concerned about taking proactive steps to win this spiritual war, the understanding of these Illuminati manifesto uh, principles is essential. And you can go to paulmcguire.us, paulmcguire.us, and you can receive a discount on The Greatest Battle if you order it now. Also, if you order it now, uh, you will still be able to get a pre-order discount on uh, my newest book, um, Power from on High. And that's a pre-order, which means you buy it in, in uh, about a month, you'll re- a month or less, you'll receive it in the mail. So I encourage you to pass the word around about this. They're not your friends and neighbors and whatever. They're not going to be educated by the media or the school system of the church. If you care about them, you're going to have to, to, to bring them up to speed. 
because at a certain point, everything will be shut down. And do you know what I mean by everything will be shut down? I, th- I don't think I need to explain it. You won't hear me. You won't hear a lot of people. We'll be gone. That off switch and worse will happen. But don't think, uh, don't be so naive as to think this is something that people throughout human history have falsely believed would give them shelter from the storm. They falsely believe that if they lie low, uh, no one will bother them. And nowhere in history has that happened. Every time in history, the people who lied low, yeah, they may have bought themselves a little time. But they were always found out, and they suffered the same consequences that those that didn't lie low. So it's in your own best interest, it's in your own self-centered interest to know uh, knowledge is power and to know things like what these people plan in their Illuminati manifesto. I'm Paul McGuire. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I need your help in spreading this message far and wide, spreading the links of this program far and wide. I need your help in praying for me and my family in this ministry, and I need your help by going to the Lord and asking him, Lord, what would you have me give to Paul McGuire Ministries? And then whatever the Lord puts on your heart, you can donate securely and easily by visiting paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Or if you prefer to, you can do it by mail. And our mailing address is printed on the website, paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. This is Paul McGuire. Uh, We're going to continue on on the other Illuminati manifesto uh, plans and objectives. Until then, Fight the good fight of faith. God bless you. I'm Paul McGuire.